Well, hello there and welcome to stage door number seven. I'm Rob Harris. And I'm Alex Moons. Hello to you. Hello to you. Hello. So we've got a busy one this week. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it isn't. It is so there. Okay. A quick interview of London's Panto for you, I think. A quick interview? Oh, quick overview. (laughs) I don't know what an interview is. A quick overview. The latest from the West End, including the winners of the Evening Standard Awards. Uh, Frasier returns to the West End. Hiddleston takes to the stage and we'll have a ticket tip for you. And a look at the big money shows on Broadway. And some thoughts on The Inheritance, which I finally got round to seeing. For you. So we'll get to the panto highlights at the end of the show. But first off, we said last week, um, very good luck to the Evening Standard Award nominees. And I'm sure they all heard our wishes of good luck. Uh, That award ceremony happened. And we have a little rundown for you. Now, did you know that these were established, these awards were established in 1955? They are the oldest theatrical awards ceremony in the UK. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Wait for it. Bigger facts here. The statuettes are of a Grecian figure representing drama designed by Frank Dobson, who is a former professor of sculpture at the Royal College of Art, which was established in in 1837, which was the year that Queen Victoria, aged 18, accedes to the throne and moves to Buckingham Palace. Michigan became the 26th state admitted to the US and Oliver Twist began publication in serial form in London. (gasps) Take a breath. That's Wikipedia for you. Thank you, Wikipedia. No, that's very interesting. Isn't I didn't know that, that at all. But so 1837 was definitely a year of all artistic things happening. Or it a lot was of artistic a things. Fair happening. amount. But I hadn't realised it had been going for that long, actually. No, nor did I. They look very heavy, those statues, because I remember one of the winners picked it up and nearly dropped it as he walked off the stage. So it looked like like a, better than the Oscar, I'm not going to lie. They're quite weighty, but <laughs> rightly so, because it makes it feel like you've actually got something. Yeah, I have won. Yes, feel the weight. weight. Feel the weight. Yes. Okay, so talking of the Evening Standard Theatre Awards, Best Actor and Actress went to Rafe Fiennes and Sophie for... And Sophie. Sophie, Your friend friend. Sophie. Your friend Sophie. (laughs) Sophie Okonedo for Anthony and Cleopatra at the National. Uh, Did I not say amazing performances? You definitely did. Yeah, she was absolutely spellbinding in that role. Sad to see no nod for the live snake, though, that made an outstanding performance, I thought, towards the end of the play. (laughs) It's a shame that there isn't like a category for Best Animal Performance or something like that. Yes, perhaps the RSPCA could consider that <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on now <laughs> come on um best play went to the production we've just been discussing the inheritance again that's well deserved incredible two-parter and more of that later also worth noting that beat the likes of home i'm darling which we mentioned last week has just transferred and the lehman trilogy which was also brilliant but i i think it, it deserved that nod the Inheritance. Yes. I know, and the award was presented by Vanessa Redgrave, who apparently was in the original production of The Young Vic. She was, and the little what's-name didn't appear when I saw part two. <gasps> Why? I don't know. What, her character wasn't in it, or...? <laughs> <laughs> Just for that one night only. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, she was, she was replaced by her stand-in, who was very good. Oh. Oh, never mind. Best Director went to Marianne Elliott for Company, which beat Stephen Daldry for The Inheritance. But you would say well-deserved, I think, for Marianne Elliott. I mean, you know. Yes, the staging of Company was brilliant. And I think, as we discussed, it was such a brilliantly creative revival that every part of that production shined. So, yes, well done, Marianne. 
Best another mu- one another one of my friends. Yeah, one well of your done, buddies. Marianne. I know. Best musical performance, rightly, then obviously went on to Rosalie Craig for her performance in Company. Yes. Uh, yes, again, rightly deserved. And best musical, now this was a really tough category, Caroline or Change, Company, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, Fun Home and Hamilton. All of them, we, I think, will agree. Incredible. Were incredible. Yeah, absolutely. But no surprises, really, that Hamilton took it. Yes. And um, I was looking online afterwards, because unfortunately these weren't televised, but um, the gentleman that plays Giles Torreira, who plays Aaron Burr, he made a lovely speech for everybody, on behalf of everybody, and was just talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda and saying how he didn't see himself represented on stage and so therefore he wrote it himself and he was looking up into the um, upper royal circle, whatever it was at that theatre. The gods. The gods. Looking at the gods where all the young actors and actresses were sitting, I think, and kind of pointing at them going, if there's something that you don't see, you're the ones, you're capable of making this change and making a very inclusive speech. So, Mm. yeah, if you want to see any of that, actually, just Google it and Evening Standard Theatre Awards and you'll see all the acceptance speeches and what the ladies and gents were wearing, which is always very exciting. I know you... what were they? Yes, that. Yes, exactly. That. Those designers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very famous designers. What What were they wearing? I, I don't think we're allowed to do this at award ceremonies anymore. Why? Well, wasn't there a thing a couple of years ago at the Oscars? Don't ask me what I'm wearing. Was there? Yeah, there was. Oh, God, you're, I don't. It, this isn't the Oscars. We're not that precious, are we? No, we're not. Evening standard. Thing. Well, nobody talked about it because they were obviously talking about performances, darling, and yes. all of that kind of thing. Uh, somebody was wearing a beautiful pink dress. Kate Blanchett was wearing a knitted number, with which I thought was a little odd, with like flowers on it, but it was knitted, a knitted dress. It just didn't strike me as an evening gown. But hey, you know, she's Kate Blanchett. She can get away with whatever she yeah, likes, each really. Her own. Well, she's going to be a big star, isn't she, next year? She not, is. not that she already isn't. <laughs> yeah, next year. It's coming I, I foresee her being a big <laughs> yeah. star. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, but she's going at to be um, at the National, isn't she? So, yes, yeah, she was there in a knitted number um, <laughs> <laughs> leading the way. Uh, who was the best-looking gentleman in their suit? Um... It wasn't an award. I'm asking no, you. No, yeah, you're, you oh, you're asking me my, yeah. my personal <laughs> you're opinion. looking down the script as if to I say, know, going, who won that award? Who won the best looking gentleman <laughs> in a suit? <laughs> oh, they all they all look the same though, don't they? Men in their tuxedos. They do. Yeah, yeah. none. It was the women that shone. Okay. Yeah, they looked amazing. No offence taken. Yeah. So. Well, come uh, on then, jazz it up, men. The last one to look at. Uh, there were others, of course, in uh, the Standard Awards, but we're looking at the most interesting. Emerging talent went to Jamil Westman for his performance in Hamilton, playing the lead. Mm. Uh, again, he did uh, a fine, fine job at that. So well done to him. Yes. Congratulations, everybody. So that was probably the biggest news um, of the week from Theatreland. But some other bits and notable information from the West End include, if you're looking for something to go and see, then look no further than going to the Globe, the Sam Wanamaker Playhouse, because Macbeth is on there. Um, It's starring real-life husband and wife team Paul Reddy and Michelle Terry. Um, Yeah, sadly not seeing great reviews about this one. Yeah, a couple of them. Macbeth, I haven't haven't been to see it, have I? But um, saying that Paul's Paul's my friend Paul, his his performance is decent, but the chemistry is a bit lacking between the two of them. And considering their husband and wife in real life, maybe that could be a little bit better. Um, he plays a surprisingly funny Macbeth, but possibly unintentionally. Mm. Don't know. Anyway, possibly worth going to see. Two and a half hours long. And the reason I say that is because, as ever, you can go and get those fixed-price standing tickets for £10. Or they range seated tickets from £20 to £63. And that's going on until the 2nd of February. 
And then finally, if you're looking for something to go and see this week, uh, we've got the last week of the Royal Court's production, Ear for Eye, which is the latest work by the Olivier and BAFTA award-winning writer and director, Debbie Tucker-Green. And it's one of the theatre's most original and internationally acclaimed voices. And it's been produced in association with the Bond um, producer, Barbara Broccoli. Now, tickets range from £14 to £49. I did have a little look online, see if anything was available. There's still a few available, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure in what price range. Um, And it's basically, Ear for Eye follows characters navigating their way through society today. Snapshots of lives, snapshots of experience of protest, violence versus non-violence, direct action versus demonstrations. So something to go and see this week, the Royal Court's Ear for Eye. So the Hampstead Theatre has just announced Roxana Silbert as artistic director. Roxana, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Uh, I hope that's how you pronounce your name. She comes from Birmingham Rep. Uh, She's recently directed Wojcik and was previously an associate director of the RSC. Now, I like what she said here following her appointment. We need new theatre now more than ever to inspire audiences wrestling and celebrating a world that is moving at breakneck speed. I don't think I could agree more. Yeah. Um, The Hampstead Theatre is currently showing two productions, I and You. That's about friendship, youth and living life to the full. It's had some great reviews. Um, And actually, it's only running until Friday, I think. So catch it while you can. And it's also showing at the moment Uncle Vanya until the 12th of January. That's starring Olivier and Tony Award winner Terry Johnson. Wicked have also announced its booking now up to the 30th of November 2019. It's added more shows over Christmas, so it's worth checking out the dates online. And those extra shows will be all starting at 2.30 in the afternoon. In the afternoon. That's really good, actually. So if you want a bit of festive, witchy fun, yeah, um, go and have a little look. I was interested by this announcement, actually. Does this... It seems to suggest that perhaps Wicked is constantly renewing its date. Yeah, I didn't... And I've never, I've not seen that before. I no. mean, I, I got a little bit of the, maybe it was waning a little bit, the love of Wicked, only because, you know, ticket prices are going down. Maybe mm. it's just because a lot of people have seen it. I don't know. No, I mean, it's almost as though that theatre is now existing for Wicked. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that it's announced it's now booking up, up until next year is an interesting announcement. I may have missed something and it always announces this. I don't know. Anyway, my favourite actor and now very good friend, Kelsey Grammer. Yes, there is a photo to prove this. There is. He is of Fraser fame. I met him in a restaurant before. Oh, we are telling the story. We are telling the story because he's not really a good friend of mine. Um, (laughs) He is, however, my TV hero. Um, And I met him just before we went to see Big Fish that he was in at our favourite theatre, The Other Palace. Yeah. Um, He was eating a burger in the restaurant nearby. And uh, What kind of burger? Did you try it? Did you whip it out of his hand and now it's framed (laughs) or something? Frozen? (laughs) The remnants of his meal I have framed. Uh, No, the husband (laughs) spotted him and we all sort of did a little pearl necklace of a, (gasps) he's over there, he's over there. Um, And I managed to get a picture. And what they laugh at the most... My friends, and I know they're probably listening to this because, hey, they love the show and doesn't everyone. Uh, they were there at the table with me. And the only thing I could think of to say to say when I met him was, Frasier changed my life. And <laughs> this has forever made them all laugh. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed, I didn't quite know what to say other than that. And it's true. I love Frasier. Um, anyway, to get back to the issue, for, uh, Kelsey Grammer is to star uh, as Don Quixote at the Coliseum. Um, and as I said, he's returning to the West End following Big Fish at the other palace last year. Sounds exciting. You're, you're very excited about this, I aren't am. you? I am. I love oh. him. I love him. 
Well, also some more news, Kinky Boots, which I know we mentioned Kinky Boots quite a lot, but it's actually going to be filmed later this month at the Apollo to be shown on screens worldwide, which is very exciting. Yes. I'm liking that idea. Um, we also spoke about Cats the Musical last week. Rebel Wilson, who I love, I think she's just fantastic, has just been announced as Jenny Anydots. Oh. I can never remember which characters the cats are. Like, no. other than Grizabella. No. I'd like to say I care, but I'm not a fan of cats. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I quite liked it. You can't wait for this, I can bloody you? love it, yeah. yeah Bring it do. on. Hot ticket alert here. Uh, if you want to see Tom Hiddleston, uh, <laughs> no, you do, on stage next year in Jamie Lloyd's revival of Pinter's Betrayal, then a little tip. There are certain websites that you can sign up to waiting lists for and um, ticket release alerts. I'm not going to tell you which websites they are because I want to be the only one to have signed up. <laughs> yeah. Once he's signed up, he'll release all the information yes. to everyone else. <laughs> but a quick Google shall reveal them. Uh, it's running for just 12 weeks at the Harold Pinter from the 5th of March. And finally, now, mm. we have actually spoken about this before, but I'm just going to double check you haven't changed your mind. Are you a fan of Barbara Streisand? Yes, yeah, sort Come of. Come Okay, yeah. well, I'm obsessed. I love I love a bit of Babs. And I'm very pleased to say <laughs> What's On Stage has an early bird offer of tickets to see um, Liza Pullum. She sings Streisand at the Lyric Hammersmith on selected dates in March and April next year. And our Pullman of fascinating Aida fame pays homage to Babs with stories of her life and her big hit songs. Now, we did talk about this in one of our very first podcasts because she was also playing at the um, Other Palace, I believe, for one, one night only. Wrong show, but you know. Yes, um, that's exciting. You is don't it? sound very. I'm <laughs> excited. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like. I mean, well, it good. just goes to prove that the other palace is a fantastic venue for things for little seeds to be grown into big trees. Indeed, what a lovely way to put it. <clears throat> uh, one last bit of news here. Actually, we'll squeeze this one in. Heather's the musical closes this week at the Royal Haymarket, and the theatre will quite literally fall silent. For a few months, I say quite literally because it's been an exceedingly loud show. The audiences are very overexcited uh, whilst watching Heather's. So I would imagine the poor Theatre Royal Haymarket is looking forward to a little bit of a nice pause and a refresh uh, before I think the next show to go in there, which is Only Fools and Horses, the musical next year, I think February. Oh, there is a lot going on. Right now, what is good to know is what happened when you went to go and see The Inheritance. Tell us. Okay, first of all, obviously two parts for those who know. Um, been meaning to see this for quite a while now. And the first part we had terrible seats for. Oh, okay. Up in the balcony, only because we wanted to get them last minute. And okay. that was the best way to do it. And part two were nicer seats, but we wanted to make the two match, if you know what I mean. Um, and I had, I can't remember what the row was, really wide, lovely seats up there. That was the only benefit. But I had a rail right across my sight line throughout. Oh, no. Uh, which is a bit of a pain. But not too much. Because do you know what? What's so great about this show is that it's probably the script. That's the highlight for me. It's exceedingly well written by Matthew Lopez, directed by Stephen Daldry. And it takes a look at what it's like to be a young gay man today in comparison with the generation of gay men who were around during the AIDS crisis. It was brilliant. In fact... It might be the highlight of the year for me, theatre-wise. Um, and we all know a two-parter is always a heavy experience. If you ever had that experience, I think my last two-parter was Angels in America at the National. I've never done a two-parter. I always, yeah. Is it, it 
did you want to go back? Yes. Did you, okay, you yes. wanted to find out what happened. And, yes. Right. And I did Angels, actually, on one day. This um, this was across two nights, but Angels I did in a day, and that was quite heavy, but um, incredible still. Um, now, I loved the originality and topicality of it. Its setting, its themes, its subjects all made it very relatable for me. And it's rare that I see something on stage and know throughout exactly the same feelings being expressed and the thoughts being portrayed I, I could really relate to it so it meant I instantly had a connection and those who have seen it speak about its length and which part they preferred now for me it was part two during which I lost all track of time which is a very good sign wow of a, yeah a that's, show yeah and I know our friend Matthew went to see it I think he said he preferred part one yes I think he did yeah yeah so it really does depend on what you're after from a visit to the theatre. Very funny, very moving, exceedingly well acted, showcased some great talent. And the reviews of this have been deservedly incredible. So you must see it if you can. There are some great £25 seats during midweek performances. OK, I will do my best to go and see that yes. then. Although they've probably gone up now, haven't they? Now that he's won, is it best play? Um. Well, from a quick look at the website earlier, no. OK. Those prices still exist. Good. Good to yeah, know. Yeah, so take a look. Okay. Thank you very much, Rob. You're very welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed. Yes. Now, before we talk, Panto, oh, yeah. our usual quick trip to Broadway wouldn't be complete without mentioning <laughs> a musical we've been discussing for weeks. King Kong. Oh, dear. It's not been very well received, has it? Oh. Some review highlights include The Guardian's A Monstrously Bad Musical. The New York Times called it a car wreck of cliches. The LA Times, one of the most ludicrous Broadway musicals in recent memory. <laughs> oh, God. And just one positive from Variety, a dazzling thrill ride show. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah, that's not good. No. Amount of time, effort and money that's been spent on this. But, you know, it can't well, all work. The build-up was so humongous, yeah. as in the puppet itself, that it would have been quite difficult to live up to, but... Perhaps Variety went and saw the screening by mistake. If they were the only positive, uh, the screening of the film, if they were the only positive review. But there we go. I mean, I did see a picture of this on Instagram and it was just a picture of the gorilla's kind of top half with a big handout and the actress lying in the hand. And it looked believable that she was, I, I mean, I don't know how they've done it, but it looked believable that she was lying there. Who knows? I didn't go and see the performance. If that's the only good thing about it, then yeah, there's, they're, they're in trouble. I think it probably was. From okay. what I read, I think it was just the fact <laughs> it was a great big F-off puppet that looked impressive. Uh, the music sounds as though it was pretty awful. But there we go. Never mind. You live and learn. You live and learn. So, Clueless the Musical opens next month over in the States. And that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> Why? Do you not like? Did you not like the film? I love that film. Well, no, no the, the film was good. It's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting a bit tired of all these chick flick movies being turned into musicals. Oh, I'm sorry. No, but saying rather? that, I went to see Mean Girls um, yeah. in New York and that was that was brilliant. And Legally Blonde was also brilliant. Yeah. So Clueless... I mean, really, what's it going to say? What else is it going to... Heather's the music, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. There's, they're all in that sort of ill, can't they? Okay. So. Yes. You know what we haven't done in a while, actually, when we're talking about Broadway, is take a look at the takings over there. And um, you've had a little look at the list, haven't you? I have, and it's very interesting. Yeah. So Network, which stars Brian Cranston, that was at the National here, and that's um that's taken nearly a million dollars, and it's still only in preview, so that's obviously going very well. Bad reviews haven't kept King Kong audiences away. That's taken over a million this week alone. 
Um, but nothing is beating the biggies. Hamilton still at the top, taking nearly 3 million. Harry Potter just over two. And Dear Evan Hansen and Frozen still holding the above 1 million mark. Whew. There's a lot of money. I think over about $320 million being taken on Broadway at the moment. Wow. A week, which is phenomenal, impressive. Yeah. Phenomenal. Well, and on to something that um, is usually quite expensive, depending on where you're going. But we're going to give a lovely rundown now, aren't we, of our pantos? Yes, a nice little roundup actually of what's on. And uh, this has been quite a little learning experience for me when I've been going around in terms of what's available, the wide variety of, and mm. prices too. Mm. So we're going to start with the biggie at the Palladium. Snow White runs December the 8th to January the 18th. Starring Dawn French as the uh, Wicked Queen and starring Julian Clary, who's going to be playing the Dame again. And it's going to be big budget, very rude jokes. It's starring all the usual Nigel Havers, Gary Wilmot lot um, and Vincent Simone. And F- is it Flavia or Flavia? Flavia, Flavia Cacace Mystery. <laughs> is that She's offensive? married to Jimmy Mystery. Know. Jimmy Mystery. Oh, really? Yeah. I never After knew that. After Strictly Come Dancing together. Ah. Yeah. Let's see. I know. So, uh, the only thing to say about this, really, is that I was, after reading about it, I was like, actually, I haven't seen a brilliant, big, blockbusting panto in a while. Yeah. Other than the one you starred in quite a few times. I mean, that was blockbuster. Course. I know. I know. Um, so, I thought, let's have a little look at uh, ticket prices. So, I just picked December the 20th, Royal Circle... And guess what? Row G, mm-hmm. £169.50. Per person? Per person. Now, <laughs> let's have a little discussion about that. Are you telling me that it could cost people over six, a family of four, you know, generic family of four, over £600 to go and see a panto this? Yes. I mean, that's some people's budget for Christmas. I mean, it's... The whole of Christmas. I, I was outraged. So I'm That's... refusing to go and see it now. Yeah. I mean, that is the most expensive. So I'm guessing they're calling those premium seats. However, the cheapest in the Royal Circle was £89.50. Yeah, that's still... Which is still... Outrageous. Just ridiculous. Um, I'm guessing it's because they're paying these huge stars an, an incredible amount of money. But it's a very short show. I mean, it's only the 8th of December to January 18th as well. So um, trying to cram it all in. Trying to cram it all in. Pay them as much as they possibly can. And rip the piss out of people, to be honest, when it comes to ticket prices. I am pretty disgusted because, like, I've seen Julian Clary in Panto before, and he, um, he was at the the Woking, the Ambassador's Woking, years and years ago. Hilarious, and he extended the Panto because the time, the running time of the Panto, because he was so funny and he threw in jokes here. Well, you think he did? I don't know whether he did or not. It came across that he did. Obviously, you've got Dawn French. There's probably going to be some amazing dance numbers from Vincent and and what's her name, Flavia. I'm not but, taking uh, away the ta- from no, the talent of the people there. You, they I mean, are, they are just, brilliant actors. That but... is absolutely pointing the ticket price at those in the higher echelons of earning potential. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's, that's not your average family of four panto, is it? No, it's not. I and mean, that's really sad. That makes me really... That's, that, that really upsets me. Yes. When, you know. Panto is all about having a good laugh. Yeah, family fun. Family fun, exactly. I mean, you can... Today, Tix, we had a little look, didn't we, before we started recording. We did. And you can buy back row of what I think is called the balcony at the very top for like 39 to £45. Pounds. Yeah. But when you when you take a little look at some of the ticket prices of the others we've got here, 
then I think you can make your own decision as to which one you'd rather go and see. <clears throat> I tell anyway. you what, those actors, all of them, are better be giving the performance of their life. Because if I paid £169.50 and one of them was feeling a bit flat that day because they'd done three performances already, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably jump up on stage and go, excuse me, can Stop you act up, please? Stop the show. <laughs> Stop it. Yes. <laughs> Do you know how much I've paid to be here? Unbelievable. Yeah, that is pretty outrageous. Anyway, let's look at some maybe more affordable pantos. Let's have a little looky, shall we? So the new Wimbledon runs um, from December 8th to the 6th with... Aladdin, uh, starring Paul Merton and also Lee from Blue. Surname? Lee. Don't know. Lee from Blue. Lee, Lee Ryan. Lee Ryan. You got it first. How do I well know? done. <laughs> what um, price do I get? None. Damn it. it calls itself Bold, Brash, and Bright and is, of course, all about um, Aladdin. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> More no, there's to nothing say. more I can add to this. Uh, it does say here, joke so rude you'll drop your ice cream. <laughs> Top price tickets here, though, £45. Perfect. So Lovely. I might have a little look-see at that one. Uh, Theatre Royal Stratford is doing um, Sleeping Beauty this year. Runs 1st of December to 12th of January. Tickets priced from £10 to £41. So that's another goodie. And lastly, in sort of central London, Lyric Hammersmith is doing Dick Whittington, November 17th to the 6th. And that is doing a sort of an edgy, offbeat, alternative, festive keech version of Dick Whittington, if you've ever heard of such a thing. <laughs> no, no, never. I don't think I've ever seen Dick Whittington in Panto. It's not one I associate... Well, yeah. have you ever seen Dick Whittington in Panto? I think I have years ago. It's not, it's not one that immediately no. springs to mind as a classic. But not much glitter and glam. I want some princess and a horse or something. <laughs> <laughs> little pony you just go for the little pony yeah I just, want, I just want the pony yeah. and the pumpkin that's all I need <laughs> but give me my this, fairy story yeah this could be your opportunity to see Dick Whittington you see yes and we like the lyric I like the lyric a lot yeah I like the lyric tickets yeah, from £10 to £60 in Richmond we've got some very it's Peter Pan 8th of December to the 6th of January and it is starring the Olivier Award winner Robert Lindsay but it's in his pantomime debut which oh. I always think is really amusing to go and see when somebody's Someone never is... done pantomime yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, I mean, he's a very good actor so of course he'll take to it like a duck to water but what I also thought was funny is they put down the runtime of a show so you've got a rough idea of what's going on and it says the running time will be added as soon as it's confirmed and I thought, yeah, yeah. Once, they're, <laughs> once they're in rehearsal and everybody's kind of, he understands what's going on and the jokes that might get slipped in here by the dame or whatever anyway peter pan you know stand, standard production of peter pan starring robert Lindsay. um joining robert is going to be comedy impressionist from and britain's got talent finalist john clegg as mr smee uh, rachel stanley of west end fame if you know her name she was in legally blonde scrooge the musical officer and a gentleman she's in it too as the magical mermaid and harry francis from book of mormon Obviously, all about the boy who never grew up. Um, I don't like Peter Pan. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, move on. Absolutely. <laughs> One I would really like to go and see, not only because I heard the two stars in it on the Graham Norton show a couple of weeks ago, but just because it sounds like a proper, proper local family panto. It's on at the Hackney Empire. It's Aladdin, another, another performance of Aladdin. Um, now, Hackney, excitingly, is actually celebrating 20 years of its panto there this year. Wow. And what I love about Hackney is the fact that they unashamedly say, listen, come to our panto. We're in the east end of London. It's a big theatre. 
fantastic theatre, but it is for local, it's for Hackney residents because there are lots of in Hackney jokes, which I think is fantastic. Um, so that's actually starting this Saturday, the 24th of November, running until the 6th of January. Uh, it's two and a half hours long. There are also some British Sign Language performances and dementia-friendly ones too. Now, tickets range from around £10 to £38. Oh, sorry, up to 42 I apologise, that's for the premium seating. And um, yeah, all the way in Hakanay, young Aladdin dreams of finding love and making his fortune. And it's starring Tamika Empson, who EastEnders fame, she was in Strictly Come Dancing last year, and Olivier Award winner Clive Rowe as the Dane. So that sounds like a good one. Now, looking a little bit off West End, you know I'm a fan of the Battersea Arts Centre. You love the bat, don't you? I do love a bit of the old back. So they have a production, which I think I mentioned last time, Return to Elm House from the 1st to the 30th of December. Tickets from £12.50. But what I like the look of the most is actually the festive comedy. So that's running from the 3rd of December to the 28th of January. And you can go online at bac.org.uk to go and find out more about that if you fancy maybe just a night of comedy rather than a night of panto if you're up the islington way at uh, the king's head we've got buttons a cinderella story see what, what they've, they've done there what? there you go i don't understand well it's the story of buttons rather than the buttons of cinderella the story of <laughs> the story <laughs> the of cinderella, cinderella and buttons is just your little <laughs> anyway, so it's, it's not a... cinderella well, I think it's story of Cinderella, but it's told maybe through Button's Eyes. <laughs> Button's Eyes. Button's Eyes. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've not been seeing it. Interesting. The Charles Court Opera returned for their 12th dazzling, delightful and downright hilarious boutique pantomime. Now, this year they've turned one of the best loved fairy tales of all time upside down and sprinkled it with an extra special helping of mischief in their brand new production of Buttons. Now, it's featuring John Savornin as a ludicrously tall dame, along with all your favourite characters. Previews, actually, from this Friday. Now, there are young children's matinees, and the reason I mention this is because what I will come on to next, but there are young children's matinees on certain dates, but then there are also adult-only shows. I love the sound of 7 that. 7pm. Yeah, I just, I can only imagine what's actually going to, uh, what's actually going to be happening there. So that that either means it's going to be incredibly rude. Yes, or it means you can just go along and enjoy it because there will be no children there. Yeah, and maybe get a little bit tipsy. Have you been to... You, you know both. the King's Head, of course you know the yes. King's Head. Very small, intimate venue. Yeah. You cannot miss anything that goes on there. So yeah. I think actually that would be a great adult show to go and watch. Anyway, so that's Buttons, a Cinderella story. And finally, I've got the Peacock Theatre. Um, now, this is a production from Birmingham Rep of The Snowman. Aww. I know, we're walking in the air. I know. Um, from the 22nd of November to the 6th of January, tickets from £15. They do have four bands of prices with premium shows around Christmas and saver shows early on in the run. So whatever your budget, they have a seat for you. Fantastic. Excellent. What a lovely little selection of things to go and see. If you had to pick one that you'd like to see, which one would you go to? I think I would go to the Hackney Empire. Yeah. That sounds like great, great fun. There is actually one more to mention, really briefly. The Old Vic have got a production of A Christmas Carol running, starring Stephen Tomkinson. That again starts this Saturday, the 24th of November. What I like, though, I was checking out Instagram last night, and they've actually started their tech week. And they're putting up photos of the tech week, so it gives you a little rare glimpse of what the oh. performers are up to and a bit of an actor's life. So, yes, that's all very exciting stuff. But, yeah, I would go and see the Hackney Empire Aladdin. What would you go and see? I fancy the new Wimbledon, actually. 
Okay. A bit of Paul Merton. He's uh, funny. I, I like. Yeah, Paul I'd Merton. imagine he'd be pretty cool as Widow Twankay. <laughs> um, great. Well, thank we you go. very much. I, I, I do think it's worth mentioning, of course, that uh, you've been in Panto. Um, how many Pantos have you done? Uh, three, Robert. Three. Yes, and actually. what were they? Uh, I was in The Wizard of Oz as Queen of the Munchkins. Not a character that actually exists, but was written for me. Um, that makes it sound, yeah, just Queen of the Munchkins. Let's just <laughs> hold that one there. Snow White. I was Miriam the Magic Mirror. I remember that being a classic performance. I know. That was a highlight for me, that one. Good. And uh, Peter Pan. I was the Magical Mermaid. That was a, that was a memorable time for me because... <laughs> when I took my bow as a mermaid imagine a fishtail mermaid fishtail outfit obviously yeah. it gets tighter as you go to the bottom yeah I my tail got caught on a nail on the thing <laughs> on the stage and I basically went out did my bow but instead of bowing I literally fell flat on my face <laughs> it was so awful and this is what everyone heard <laughs> And my boss at the time was in the audience and I heard him roar with laughter. It was awful. I jumped up and I took my bow, went bright red. It was, oh, it was dreadful. Anyway, yeah, I've been in Panto. It's great fun. Oh, and they were Love brilliant it. performances, I can attest. <laughs> they were brilliant. So thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, I'd like to tell you what we're going to talk about next week. But I don't know, which is the wonderful <gasps> thing about us being so topical. I know. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you would like to come and talk to us on the show, do. please do come and talk to us about what it's like to be an actor, what you're starring at at the moment. If you're from the theatre and you want to promote and plug your shows, we are here. We are a sounding board. We are a platform for you to promote what you do. And do you know what? We don't charge you anything. Uh, and we also don't pay you anything. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get a cup of tea and a slice of cake and you'll be happy, I promise. And you can stroke Doggy. You can yeah. stroke near the Doggy, who's who's sleeping nicely behind us. Um, if you ever want to get in touch with us, you know the email address, Al. The Stage Door with Rob and Al at gmail.com. The Stage Door with Rob and Al at gmail.com. Have a lovely week. We'll yes. see you next time. Enjoy your week. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>